0: Hello and welcome to Wolves Weekly for the final time this season. I'm joined, as always, by club commentator Mikey Burrows. Mikey, how are we?
1: Um, I'm very well, thank you, Gemma. I have uh, just had my COVID-19 vaccination yeah, uh, so
0: amazing news. Yeah,
1: so taking advantage of the fact that my season is now over
0: <laughs> and I can
1: start now getting to all the things that I've been putting off for a while um to kind of get done in in the time between now and when we'll all be back. For pre-season, which will probably come around sooner than we all think.
0: Yeah, it really will. We'll have a couple of weeks now of a bit of a bit of quiet. Um there's gonna be lots of changes this summer, um, as, as we know. Um, of course, it's been a busy week this past week, lots has happened, and um firstly, you know, Sunday was Nuno Espirito Santo's final match in charge of Wolverhampton Wanderers. It was a very emotional day. Um, but it was absolutely fantastic that he could have the fans with him in the stadium for his final game, um, and it was a, it was a wonderful send off that he got with that lack of appreciation with the players um, and the guard of honor at the end as well. It was um, it was really really lovely and touching. So it was a, it was an emotional day, but we thank him so much for everything he's done for the club over the past four years. Um, it's been fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I think the emotion and the outpouring that we saw was justified because. You know, make no mistake. This football club has has gone on in leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. Now, that's not all down to Nuno. There's been an awful lot of hard work uh-huh. put in by an awful lot of people, but he has to take a huge amount of credit and plaudits for the role that he's played in the journey that we've been on, and. You know, it was lovely to see that. I think, you know, just to have fans back inside the stadium as well made it such a different occasion and all played its part in it. And uh, you will probably ask me about Nuno and what's happening next coming up. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, you know, to see supporters back in there, to see that kind of moment, you know, it would have been a real shame if the, the journey we've been on for four years this particular chapter of the journey we're on came to an end behind closed doors so it was nice to have fans back in there and the fans that were out on waterloo road before the game as well greeting the coach kind of harked back to special moments of promotion season and all sorts really which was which was really special
0: yeah it was amazing to see lots and lots of people down waterloo road it was really quite a quite the sight Um, We actually had 4,560 in attendance on uh, Sunday in Molyneux, but it's definitely sounded like a lot more from going to to matches and it being completely silent out there in the stands to having 4,000 people in the stadium. It was so loud. It was absolutely incredible hearing them singing, hearing them chanting. Um, hearing their roar when Nelson Samedo scored, um, it was really, really exciting and I'm so, so pleased we have fans back in the stadium and hopefully even more fans uh, at the start of next season. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, it was a really, really special day and um, a great send off and a great end to what has been a difficult season in, in the Premier League. There's going to be lots going on over the next couple of weeks, lots of changes around the club. Um, What would you say, Mikey, to anybody that's perhaps a bit nervous about what might be happening in the next few weeks?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you have to trust the process and there's a lot of reaction to obviously everything that's gone on in the last couple of days. And some of it's understandable. Some of it, I think, is is an element of uh, a thing I've talked about a couple of times whereby we as football fans have a natural tendency to be a touch pessimistic at times and you know me Gem you know how optimistic and positive I tend to be (laughs) about all these things and and you know look and I've said a couple of times now that we have the weekend was about recognizing Nuno and his staff and everything that they've achieved at the football club in four years what we now have to focus on is where we're going to go next and where we could be in another four years. And so that process is going to be undertaken by people who we have to trust. They know what they're doing. They've been involved in the club for a long time now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, th- th- there is, a, I say, an inherent element of worry. And it's understandable because we've had four years of normality, uh, a football club, Gemma, which doesn't normally do normal, if that <laughs> makes sense. You know, in the 12 seasons that I've covered the football club, an awful lot has happened. We've had multiple relegations and promotions. Nuno was the eighth permanent manager that's been in charge in the 12 seasons that I've been covering the football club. So to have four years of uniform normality is quite rare and people have got used to it. Now again, though, there is an exciting opportunity because what we have seen in the past couple of years since Foson took over, mm-hmm. is an ambition yeah. to make Wolverhampton Wanderers better every single day. And undoubtedly, they are better than when Foson took over. Undoubtedly, we're in a better position than we were four or five years ago. We might not be in a better position than we were a year ago in terms of league finish, But in terms of the structure of the football club and everything that's going on and fans rightly will always focus on what's going on on the pitch. But you and I know full well the changes continue off the pitch and therefore an element of faith is needed, I think, just to say, right, we've got a real opportunity here to push on again and to keep pushing on. And there is no reason why it won't keep pushing on. We just have to keep believing and keep trusting. And I know that's hard. And it's still raw after a couple of days after the season finished. But I'm eternally positive, as you know. (laughs) And I'm excited for new players who might arrive, for new talents who Mm -hmm. might emerge. Four four years ago, nobody ever thought Conor Cody would be an England international. And we're going to talk in a little bit about the fact that he's got a real chance of going to the Euros. That's That's the level. That's how things can change in football. Unexpected things happen. That's why we love this game.
0: Yeah, there's lots of opportunities now for um, for, for new changes and, and and new experiences over the next uh, few weeks, months, and into next season. Um, when I spoke to Connor at full time, he said more or less exactly what you just said. In the sense that um, when Nuno joined the club, the club were in the championship and he's leaving us now in a much better position and that's not all down to Nuno as you said but um if you look at how much we've grown and progressed over the past 4 years the ambition of the club as we go into this new era with a new with a new manager Um, it's something to be excited about. And of course, you know, as we said, Sunday was an emotional day and there's going to be a sort of few weeks of, um, finding our feet and, and, and getting settled with a new manager. But, um, lots of exciting opportunities on the horizon and it's going to be, um, a really nice transition to, to watch and, um, as we get ready for next season. This week, of course, as well, reflecting back on the season as a whole, we had the end of season awards. Now, Pedro Neto picked up the two biggest awards of the evening, which I think is very, very deserved. And it was unfortunate we couldn't have him with us on Sunday as he's now gone back to Portugal to recover from his injury. But he picked up the two biggest awards, voted player of the season by the fans and also by his peers, his teammates, players, player of the season as well, which is an absolutely incredible achievement. Um, Jean Martinho also got an award for goal of the season for his fantastic strike against Arsenal earlier in the year. Um, and we saw Fabio Silva get young professional of the season as well. So um, absolutely incredible for them and very, very deserved achievements, wouldn't you say, Mikey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Pedro Neto was the young professional last year. Yes. So it shows the progression through oh, and what, definitely. you know, what Fabio Silva can aim for in terms of where he wants to get to next year. You know, we've waxed lyrical before about Pedro Neto. I think he's a wonderful talent. He's a wonderful talent and he's a really good human being as well off the pitch. And so there's huge excitement for what he could go on and achieve because he is still so young and he himself has targeted being amongst the best players in the world.
0: Yep. (laughs) He's ambitious. He's just like like the club. He's got huge ambitions. Well,
1: see, and again, you know, some people will laugh at that, but look at what he's achieved in a short space of time. And again, if, People would have said two years ago that we'd be talking about Pedro in these potentials. They would have said no, because he was, a, you know, he'd arrived from Lazio with, along with Bruno Jordao, having not really broken through there. Mm-hmm. Now look at what he's achieved yeah. two years on. That's the pace that things can can push on. So great for him. Um I thought he was a little bit hard done by not winning the goal of the season vote for the one at Southampton. I have to be honest.
0: He had he had two nominations and the goal against Chelsea as well. Yeah, two nominations that he didn't get the didn't get the award for goal of the season. Uh, but it was tough. It was a tough competition. There was um, some fantastic goals in the selection this year. Um, but yeah, Zhao just about beat him to it. We also had the uh, Academy Player of the Season award. Who won that, Mikey?
1: Owen Hesketh uh was the academy player of the year um it's been a a wonderful journey actually to watch him develop and uh you know i've seen the videos that we put out and scott sellers talking about him and and his development because obviously he's got a new contract recently as well Mm -hmm. and the fact that when he arrived you know when you get when you get moved on from a club like manchester city and he's a manchester boy as well you know it, it It takes an awful lot of character for a young man to recover from that and then having the serious injuries that he's had and the back issue that kept him out for a long while. To then come back, be a key part of the under-18s and then when Taylor Perry, the top scorer, gets injured for the under-23s and he is thrown in to under-23s football and he excelled in the way he did, shows an awful lot about him and I like him as a footballer, and I think that kind of character says an awful lot about the way Wolves have recruited at academy level to bring in people like that.
0: It really is an absolutely fantastic achievement for Owen, and um, there's lots more to come from him hopefully next season, so definitely one to watch. Um, But if we cast our mind all the way back to last Monday, which feels like (laughs) a very long time ago now, (laughs) um, how did the Un23s get on in their playoff final
1: yeah, so unfortunately they were beaten uh, 3-2 by Crystal Palace mm-hmm. after extra time. They were 2-0 down at half-time. And again, I talk about character of the young group of players. They're the second youngest on average in Premier League 2, Division 2 this year. Mm-hmm. And they had a mountain to climb. And they nearly did it. Theo Corbin, who produced two lovely goals to get them back to 2-2. And then... It, there's a there's a funny element, and I've I talked to James Collins quite a lot about this. That I, I, because they are so young, Jim, uh-huh. they are obviously not at a certain stage of their physical development, and and this is something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, and and probably has references towards people like Ryan eight Nori, Morgan Gibbs White, Fabio Silva in the Kiana Hoover in the first team. In that uh-huh. physically, you know, they aren't. There's almost an element where you're not a proper adult until you're a couple of years into your 20s, really. And so they they kind of struggled with their fitness and they started to get cramp. Mm -hmm. You know, they played an awful lot of games this season. There was an awful lot of pressure on them as well. And Crystal Palace just had more players who were a bit older than them who were able to kind of manage it a little bit more. And because they had to give so much to get back in the game... By the time they got to extra time, there was you know, so many of them who were basically just trying to get through towards penalties. And unfortunately, Palace got the goal and and that was that. And they kept pressing and they had a, a Gaza at Euro 96 moment, which <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm, I'm guessing you're too young to remember.
0: I'm familiar I'm familiar with it in, in hindsight, but yeah, I, I was a bit too young at the time.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, they had that kind of moment where Chem Campbell just yeah. Couldn't get on the end of Rafa Nyer's cross, so unfortunate for them. But um, it might not necessarily be a, a bad thing that they're staying in Premier League Two, Division Two, because they are so young, and because some of those players may well head out on loan now to to mm-hmm. further their development. The next group will come through, yeah. so it, it might not be necessarily a, a, a terrible thing for them. Disappointing, yeah, but you know, a lot of positives to take from the year.
0: Yeah, well, I think you know it was it was incredible for them to get to the playoff final, and as you said, being two two nil down at half time and then it ending three two, you know, going to extra time is um, is is really really an incredible achievement and shows um, a lot of strength of character, like you said, to be able to sort of push through and hopefully they can continue to build on that experience again next season, and it'll be great to watch them all again in action when the season restarts one of the other awards this week was for wolves women's player of the season as well um and that went to captain anna price which was so so deserved and incredible for her i think she was very very shocked and surprised to to win the award i don't think she saw it coming at all but um it was absolutely fantastic and it was voted for by um, her peers and the coaching staff and you can see how much she is loved around the team and how much this year in particular when they've had a very very difficult season and with a, a rollercoaster of emotions as we've spoken about quite a lot on here about the journey of in this season and um, how she's been able to keep the team's spirits lifted throughout some of the toughest setbacks they've had to face as, as a squad so It was so, so lovely for her to get that award. And Wolvesmen are actually going to be playing a friendly against Lincoln um, on the 4th of June at Molyneux Stadium, which is going to be absolutely fantastic for them as well and a great way to end their campaign this year. They actually also played on Sunday in a friendly against Stockport County, Um, but we were very preoccupied with lots of other things on Sunday, so we didn't get a chance to watch that one ourselves. But Leo Joyce, who has had a fantastic couple of matches, I think she's now scored six in four, um, got a hat-trick. She went home with the match ball And she's the youngest in their team and she has a really, really bright future with the club. So um, absolutely incredible to see her doing so well. And hopefully she can get a goal at Molyneux on Friday the 4th as well. That'd be fantastic. Now, you mentioned earlier that Connor Cody had had a call up to the provisional 33-man England squad. We've got a couple of other names who are also going to be representing their nations during the Euros this year. Who do we have going, Mikey?
1: So, Adama Traore is part of the Spain squad. Uh, There are a number of players, as expected, in amongst the Portugal squad. (laughs) Uh, Leander Dendonka will be with Belgium as well. So, you know, that all bodes really well that we are represented so strongly. And it actually will be quite unique for lots of Wolves fans to watch an international tournament in the summer and actually see some of our players. I mean... We all claimed Raul Jimenez at the 2018 World Cup, though he hadn't technically arrived (laughs) at Wolves by this point. So actually, we've got proper Wolves players. Playing in the Euros, I can't wait for it.
0: It's going to be really, really exciting. Things kick off in the Euros on the 11th of June. So not long now, only about two weeks away. Um, So that's going to be really, really exciting to watch that unfold. And a a great summer of football ahead, hopefully. So that'll be really exciting to watch. Um, But this isn't going to be the last that you hear from us this summer either. Wolves Weekly, as you know, it may have come to an end. But over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be speaking to some of the worldwide Wolves uh, supporters clubs across the globe to see how they're supporting Wolverhampton Wanderers in their city um, so make sure you stay tuned for that that should be really really interesting to see just exactly how how far spread the Wolves fans are across the globe.
1: Yeah we get so many people who contact us during the get during games who are listening around the world really yeah. uh, which is so unique in so many ways that you know, there are people who are expats who kind of left Wolverhampton many years ago or not even that long ago and kind of see it as being the sounds of home, really, and, and probably just Tomo's accent probably helps that <laughs> that feeling. Um, but also, you know, people who are new to our wonderful football club and uh, are embracing it over the last couple of years. And we look forward to many, many, many years of ups probably some downs as well if I've been perfectly honest with you if you are if you are new to Wolverhampton Wanderers it (laughs) tends to happen from time to time but even so you know enjoy the ride because that's what we all do it for.
0: Yes absolutely as a little bit of a, a preview for you we're going to be speaking to Wolf supporters clubs from New York, Berlin, Ireland, Malaysia, Houston, Houston Houston, Texas, and Houston? Mexico. So, um, really exciting, and it will be great. It will Who? be great to hear from them. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> I'll learn how to say Houston before we. I can't even say it now. Houston. Houston. <laughs> before I speak to um, the Texas Supporters Club. Um, but yeah, lots of exciting episodes to come. So make sure you stay tuned on Wolves Radio. If you do have any questions for us during the off season, then please do reach out to us on Twitter at Mikey Burrows and at Jem Frith. And we'll be very happy to get your questions answered. We'll see you again soon. And we'll keep you updated with everything Wolves and any new manager news that we receive as well. Bye. Bye.